One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we've got a little clip for you from the off-season, our new episode that will be dropping on Sunday night, 6pm. By this point, the Kangaroos and Samoa would have gone head-to-head in the World Cup final and you will have a result. We recorded this one, obviously, during the week and we decided with such a cracking moment coming up a World Cup final, myself, uh, Jackson Hastings and Matty the Waterboy, we would go through and discuss our favourite test matches of all time. So we each picked two test matches to go back and analyse and have a look at and talk about the big moments from those games. For me, you all know I love the 1990 Kangaroo Tour a little bit more uh, reasoning as to why I love that tour so much, but some of the moments in this one were simply incredible. I hand it over to myself, Jackson Hastings and Matty Waterboy to break this one apart. Uh, I'm going to kick us off with my next game because I think I'm going to take us back pretty far here. I'm going to take us back to 1990. Uh, Kangaroo Tour over there. Um, an incredible squad. I actually remember, boys, when I was a kid, I my old man had a tape of this 1990 Kangaroo Tour. It had every single game, including the club games, and then it followed them around during the week. And yeah. Overs, unders of how many times I watch this video, whatever it is, I'm taking overs. Doesn't fucking matter, I'm taking overs. So I knew this series inside out. It was fucking ridiculous. Um, and it's it's one of the great series of all time. Uh, game one, England win that. Uh, you know, the, the, the Kangaroos had gone around and just bullied all the club sides, which I would love to see come back, by the way. Well, um, they, well, they kind of did it this World Cup. Madge, yep. Madge done a, uh, a special uh, game for Tommy Lillewai against Leeds, which is yep. pretty cool, man. Oh, mate, it's unreal. Yeah. yeah. And there was there was a couple of games during this series. Like, m- most of them, they smashed those teams. But there was a couple of games where they really put up a good fight. And it's the old Kangaroos and Emus. Yeah. Where you'd have the whole touring squad. You'd have the Kangaroos, the best 17. Then you'd have the next best. They were called the Emus. And they'd play on a Tuesday night, make it back to the hotel on the Friday, be ready for their next game on the Tuesday or whatever it was. Yeah. They had a great time. Yeah. Wayne 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 Bennett, uh, when he was coach of England and Great Britain, he, he called it the bomb squad. So if you weren't playing, you're in the bomb squad. And Wayne's such an old school, like, great people person, as we all know. But he used to actually tell him that he didn't want to see him in the hotel um, from captain's run onwards. He said, just don't come back and interrupt the players that are playing, but I don't want to see you in the hotel. Oh, so, the so, bo- so the bomb squad would go out. We had a couple of good leaders of that. Uh, they used to go out, have a good time, and uh, turned up with a smile on their face the game day. But 
Speaking about what you said about how um, a lot of the touring teams went to England and played against St Helens and Wigan and stuff like that, I would love to see like a Four Nations or a big tournament held in Australia or New Zealand or wherever it may be and a Great Britain side or an English side would come out and play, I don't know, the Roosters or the Tigers, mm. like whatever Sydney-based club or wherever they were playing, whether it's in Queensland or whatever. Even the Warriors, if we had a test series in New Zealand, see them come over and test themselves against the NRL side before... Um, before the test matches, that'd be pretty cool and, and be a massive throwback. Yeah, be unreal. Now, I'm going to take you to 1990, game one. Really interesting storyline that people don't realise as well. Game one, they lose. Uh, Great Britain win this one 19-12. And Ricky Stewart, he's he's obviously the face of this 1990 kangaroo tour, which we'll talk about soon. He actually started that series at 5-8. Yeah, Alan right. Langer was the first choice halfback. Yep. He breaks his hand in this game. So Ricky Stewart moves to seven. Um, and also, Kerrod Walters was the hooker in the first game, the first test. They moved to Benny Elias in game two. So not very often you see the Kangaroos off the back of one game. Chop and change. Chop and change, mm. halfback and hooker. Like, pretty crazy. And to think Ricky Stewart, he goes on to, first of all, be the villain, then to be the hero of this series. He wasn't even the first choice halfback. It yeah. was Alpha originally. Uh, so pretty wild there. We get to game two and... You know, when you think about before 1990, you had the 82 Kangaroos, the 86, regarded as, you know, some of the most successful teams of all time. 1990, a great squad as well, was meant to absolutely blitz this entire tour. They lose game one, they come into game two, and Ricky Stewart, he comes up with a play late in the game where there's a shooter, he lets him pass, and he throws another pass, and... I want to say his name was Lachlan. He was number 16 for Great Britain. I don't remember the... I don't, can you have a look at that, Matty? Game yeah. 2, 1990. He's number 16. I think his last name's Lachlan. He takes this intercept. He scores this try. Um, it's 10 all. They've got a kick to try and take the lead. Thank God. They missed the kick. So it's 10 all. Have you got his name there? Paul Lachlan. Paul Lachlan. That's a great memory from you, that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank God it wasn't Carmichael Hunt. The guru. Um, and... It's 10 all at that point, and then Ricky Stewart comes up with one of the greatest plays yeah. of all time. Uh, he, he takes the ball down the left-hand side, comes back to the right, he throws a dummy, he goes straight through, and there's that great that great footage of him trucking 60-odd metres, and Mal Meninga's coming up behind him, and there's three defenders, and Mal literally shoulders each of them out of the way. And at the last second, you can tell Ricky Stewart, he can, he can sense Mal coming up on his left, and he just pops it to him. Scores a great try. I think it's one of the greatest tries in Test match history, but should also be noted, they scored another try earlier in this game. Cliffy Lyons scores it. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look at it. I counted it today. There's 13 passes and a kick from the sideline back into the middle. The amount of hands this goes through is simply incredible. And of course, there's a rogue kick that comes in from the sideline. And who does the ball go to? Yeah, Cliffy, Cliffy Lyons. Yeah. Unbelievable. Should also be noted, Mal Meninga scored the winning try in this game. He actually scored a try in all three games here. Uh, one of his four kangaroo tours he went on, Mal Meninga. 1990, incredible. It's one all. You've got to remember as well, when it was 10 all and Ricky Stewart had thrown this intercept, if he doesn't come up with that play at the end, which was the last play, it was a walk-off victory, that was it. Mal Meninga, he kicks the goal. He actually missed it. But as soon as he kicks it, the siren goes and that's it. If they would have drawn that game at 10 all. Because Great Britain had won the first game, they win. It would have been a, they would win, or it's a tied series. Yeah. Which for the Kangaroos, by the standards they had then, it's a loss. Well, yeah, yeah. Now that that's one of my favourite tries in in history of the game, let alone um, playing for Australia or, or a Test match. Just the the way that Ricky showed resilience to not get bogged down by a mistake earlier on. Uh, you've we've all thrown intercepts. I threw two this year, and 
you walk behind the line and, and you feel like you've not only let yourself down, you've let your teammates obviously down, your fans down, and uh, you just want to dig a hole and, and not come out of it. You're mm. a bit embarrassed as well, but it's all part and parcel of the game. But to do it on the biggest stage and then to have the composure to, as we spoke about with Thurston, have the ball in two hands, they obviously thought that he was going to try and throw the same pass, showed, brought him up, went straight in behind. And that sideline footage that they have where it's like on a 45-degree angle where it's ground level and you see... Ricky's legs and, and just big mouth come flying up on the inside. And as you said, just jockey for position or or bully for position in in his terms and just walk over for a try. It's one of the great sort of like redemption moments in not only international football but in football in general too. So uh, Ricky come up with so many moments at Canberra, but to do it on the biggest stage for Australia was um pretty amazing achievement. And once you're done on YouTube watching the 2006 Anzac game, all <laughs> these games are on YouTube. <laughs> well, <laughs> Having a shocker today. Really enjoying myself too, which is awful. But anyway, uh, once you're done with those, go and have a look. Every single one of these games is on YouTube. And just talking about some of the great players from the Lions. Um, on one wing, Martin Fire. I had him on my podcast uh, last year. And, mate, some of the things he did. There's a game – There's a, not only a game, there's a semi-final. He scores 11. 10 Is it 11, 11 or oh, 10 Something it, I, crazy I forgot I think he scored 11 At um, Wembley maybe Or something yeah. like that Well there's a statue Out at the front of Wembley of yeah. him, Isn't there yeah, yeah and there's a great There's a great photo Of when he scores And he gets on his knees Yeah It's one of the mo- more Iconic moments Yeah I, a Great fella too Martin If I He'll tell you a, a, a couple of stories about himself, which is great, though. He's <laughs> fuck, he can sell a story, mate. <laughs> so sometimes it was like there was no one else on the field except for Martin, the way he told it. But absolute champion, um, the halves. And if you go and if you do go back and watch this three game series, Gary Schofield, Andy Gregory, yeah, they were incredible in this series. And uh, the skipper, the thirteen, the great Ellery Hamley. Oh, what a player! The pearl, yeah, one of the one of the greatest players to ever do it from from either country. And uh, once again, like, sort of embracing the English way and um, being a part of the setup over there. Like, Ellery's arguably the greatest ever Englishman and, and what he did when he came to Australia for Balmain and, and stuff like that was was unbelievable. But Gary Schofield, fantastic player, a um, bit of a pundit now over in the in the Super League. And then um, Andy Gregory, probably arguably the greatest ever halfback to come out of the, come out of the UK. So... They obviously had a fair team. No wonder they put up such a great fight against Australia. And as you said with Ellery Hanley, one of the greats to come out. And there's the old story in 1988 when he comes out for Balmain, they go all the way to the grand final. And um, there's no real footage of it, but he's suspiciously taken out in that game. And uh, it's an interesting yarn to have. It'd be like taking out, I don't know, if you're playing Penrith, it'd be like taking out Nath Cleary, I guess. Yeah. Like by far and away, their best player, the most talented guy on the field. So, uh, obviously, before we had a thousand cameras on the field yeah. and whatnot, but that's how good this guy was. That Canterbury side had to sort him out. Yeah, well, he's the um, he's the head of the Man of Steel panel to over in the Super League. So he's actually the the man on stage that will present you the trophy. And mm. um, weirdly enough, I got um, well, I got to play with his son Yumila Yumila Hanley at Wigan too. So. Um, I got to relate to you, Myler, on a, on a personal level. Um, father played for well, – a father was an all-time great of not only the English Rugby League but the club side Wigan that Myler's trying to make his own name for and I was able to relate with him. I got mm. to tell him my story about me at the Roosters with my dad and the sort of traps I fell into, not being able to handle that properly too. So um, 
yeah, as we said, there's always a storyline within something. And um, he's going to be a great young player, plays fullback or 5'8", tough, brings the ball back hard and um, plays his own style too. So wish him nothing but the best and he's a great young kid. I think the other thing, just before we move off this game, the other thing I want to mention is these kangaroo jerseys, I'm pretty sure they had the names across the back. That's so cool. Eddinghausen, shoulders weren't big enough. Oh, that whole name, it was almost t- touching his elbow. It was all over the place. But just to read you that Kangaroos side, Belcher, Eddinghausen, Meninga, Daly, Dale Shearer, Cliffy Lyons, Ricky Stewart, Lazarus, uh, Benny Elias, Steve Roach, Paul Searin, and Bobby Linder, Brad Mackay. Daly. I, I used to love, like, obviously wasn't alive to watch Laurie in person, but whenever, like, I always go back and watch highlights and uh, old school games Laurie Laurie the way he played 5-8 Was like kind of like Freddie before Freddie in a way Same sort of Big body type Would run over you But had the skill set To match He's one of the The players that I used to like Love Googling on YouTube And watching how he'd play Centre 5-8 And just His combo of Ricky At Clubland Was unbelievable And, the, and in this game He's actually playing um, out, out in the centres Because of how versatile He was yeah. when he was younger And of course Brad Fittler was part Of the Emus So uh I reckon had Freddie a had a few beers on the, on the tour. They reckon he returned 10 kilos heavier. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From a six-week tour. And had gout. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> unbelievable. The great Brad Fittler. He could do it all. Um, Maddie, what's your game? What's your second game, mate? What do you got for us? So uh, when I think of, like, my favourite ever games – what comes to mind is 2000, and 2000 prelim final Roosters Knights, one of the greats. Uh, I think of 2014 game one, State of Origin. And this 2013 World Cup semifinal is in this list for me when I think of just the fucking sickest game. So it was <clears throat> England versus New Zealand at Wembley to get into the final of the 2013 World Cup. And I remember I watched this live and I remember thinking, this is the best game I've ever seen. Obviously, recency, but I was like, this is the best game I've ever seen. This is fucking crazy. I was going for England purely because they had all the Burgess boys in there. No other reason than that. Show me tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> this full episode will kick off Sunday, 6 p.m. on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru, subscribe there, and you can catch this full app on Sunday night where we analyze our two favorite test matches of all time. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.